Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. you absolutely blown away. Mulligan and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Yeah, I didn't really – I didn't go crazy about the commercials. Um, I did think that the Ben Affleck at the Dunkin' Donuts was kind of funny. That was the J-Lo commercial. Well, that was Ben Affleck. I, and then to she, me, it's the J-Lo commercial. Those two That commercial's kids. not good until she appears. It's okay, but it's made by her presence and her tone because she just delivers the she, the line. But she, so, was, she was, like, monitoring him and snapping at him during the uh, – the Grammys. The Grammys yeah. as well, apparently. Well, that made it a little bit more intriguing. But He looked miserable in the Grammys. He looked miserable uh, in the Dunkin' commercial. In the Duncan commercial. Okay. A little disheveled, actually. Yeah, what's going on with him? I don't know. He's okay. got a good movie coming out in April. What's that? Air. It's on, is it that the name of it? It's oh, it's a, Jordan, a Nike. The Jordan movie. The Nike yeah. movie about Jordan, yeah. Okay. A lot of good stuff. Also, uh, Creed coming out in March, so I'm here for your movie. I'm looking forward to Creed directed by Michael B. Jordan. That should be kind of cool. I and love starring. Him. Well, obviously he is yeah, Creed, I know, but-, but you know Ryan Coogler is one of my favorite movie makers, and the idea that Michael B. Jordan, I would hope he is tapping into Ryan Coogler. He is kind of Ryan Coogler's muse, if you will. So I hope that he got a lot of advice. Yeah, from I'm going to want to see that buddy. one. No yeah. doubt about it. I a few love weeks those away. movies. I love those Creed movies. I love the Rocky franchise. I don't know why sometimes, but I watch. Oh, uh, I think it taps into a lot of different. And Stallone things. If you're was a sports terrible fan. in his commercial. He was. That was bad. Yeah, that wasn't a very good commercial. If you're going to go there, that was not a very okay. memorable one for the right reasons. Maybe yeah. just another one of those you kind of like. Eh. No, there's some good commercials. We talked about them yesterday. I think that the the, uh, the Binky Dad was funny. Um, the uh, depending on what you know, what stage I, of your life you were in. Yeah, I didn't even see the dog commercial, even though I sat through it. Is that unbelievable? I just like I turned my mind off and I, I was thinking about the game. And I you didn't, don't have dogs, and maybe it doesn't strike yeah, a chord with you. If you didn't, have, didn't if, I've, you know, I've become a dog guy. I, just, I know you have, and, I, and I'm proud of you for it. I don't have I'm a not, dog. It's not something to be necessarily. No, but I, I just, it's, I mean, it was like one of those commercials that I, it just didn't, it didn't register. And then I heard that it was the best commercial. So I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, you get it now. Oh, so now the girl's getting older. Like, I, I didn't even see what was going on, right? I mean, you know how you sit through a commercial and you don't even register it? 
But I had a friend back in the day that would, would silence the room because he wanted to watch the commercials. He'd be talking his arse off during the game, which was incredibly annoying. Well, there have been years, not this year, no. where the commercials were much more right. entertaining than the, the game, game itself. The game was too good, though. The game was too good. And yeah. too many takeaways, too many uh, memorable moments, and it was great drama down to the end. Don't feel cheated out of anything. Uh, I kind of I feel like if they hadn't called that that penalty there, it might have been interesting to see if the if the somehow you could get a tied game and then Pat Mahomes with 30 seconds left marching down the field. That's it's like whoever had the ball last was going to win. There the was game. a minute 54 left with that when that call was made. The Chiefs were allowed to bleed the clock and the Eagles right. were deprived a chance to come back. Still. That said, 38 to 35 is pretty good Super Bowl. It delivered. Great, great Super Bowl. And great offensive uh, matchup. You, you can get in a debate over who was the best quarterback on Sunday. Yeah, how about I, that? You know, Jalen Hurts, other than dropping the ball, it bounced off his foot, had a great game and had better numbers than Mahomes. Well, because of that fatal flaw and error, and I, I love Jalen Hurts. Yes. I think that he made the step that you can – Hope that Justin Fields makes, and you can look at him as uh, give him all the money in Philly as they talk about right. what to pay him and well, give him all give the him credit enough. he deserves yep. and I has agree. earned. But, Molly, I, I don't know that I can say that the guy who fumbled and the touchdown created the difference in, in the Super Bowl can, was the best player on the field. Got in a little debate on the, in the, the Twitch mob this morning and people coming back in the text line – Jalen Hurts was terrific, yeah, but he, was. he did fumble, yeah. and the Chiefs returned that fumble for a touchdown in a three-point game. It was very unfortunate. So Patrick Mahomes made the plays when he had to. He had the indelible mark left by the 26-yard scramble on a bad, gimpy ankle. I don't care. No, he wasn't faking it. Who forget who texted that in, or he wasn't milking it. He maybe have a flair for the drama, but he was playing hurt, and he played well. And, again, it bears repeating. The first Super Bowl about his greatness yesterday or Sunday about his toughness. I thought that the missed field goal by the Chiefs was going to come back and haunt them. I thought at the time that that was a real blunder, and I was a little bit uh, confused by it. I also thought that the, the punt by Philadelphia was very surprising. I thought they might have gone for that. And if you remember, I think it was fourth and short. And, man, their failings, their Roman failings uh, uh, short yardage play is unbelievable. And when they had a fourth and one, you thought, oh, my God, like this is going to be great. Next thing you know, they got a guy jumping offside. And lo and behold, that's when the fumble occurred that uh, the quarterback drops the ball. It somehow bounces off his foot. If They wouldn't have been in that position if you don't jump off sides there. It, it was just a really unfortunate moment. Fourth and two, 242 left, ball inside the 10, and the cadence drew uh, the Chiefs offside. That's what you're referring to. And I think that, boy, you think of it that way. It's, it's, it, it, there's so many plays that could have impacted. You know, no, the, no. I, the one I'm referring to was when the – was it the Philadelphia uh, right, ta- right guard, I think? Jumped off sides, or was it the left guard? Oh, you're talking about when the Eagles committed the penalty. that's what I'm saying. That was a huge moment in that game because they ended up – that's when the fumble occurred and the touchdown, right? Yes. 
that was that is that is preceded Which the fumble, the preceded the yeah. score on defense. Oh. An offensive a big plays. offensive juggernaut and in a great game, a lot of points comes down to a defensive touchdown. Why did the Eagles I mean, do you buy this idea that the Eagles didn't play a tough enough schedule? They didn't beat enough good no, opponents. No, I, I don't buy that. And it that. got to a point where, yeah, they were there, kind of. There were too many smart football people who watched what the Eagles did and how they did it and declared them one of the toughest defenses of this generation and all the numbers to back up those claims and all the evidence on tape. I just I don't buy the fact that they were overrated or they didn't play a tough enough schedule. Now, they cruised on their way to the Super Bowl. Is that because – so is, is the extension of that argument that the NFC is not tough enough to prepare the champion in the conference for the Super Bowl? Well, I, I mean, all I know is that they had not allowed anybody to score any points, and they had dominated the two games they played, and then they get into the Super Bowl, and it is the first time all year that that they have no sacks in the game and no takeaways in the game. The first time both those things happened well, – and I think they had a sack in all but two games or something, and they got a takeaway in every game. But they didn't do it at the most important moment. It was amazing. They had one tackle for loss, no sacks, no takeaways in the Super Bowl. Well, their offensive line rose to the occasion. There's no doubt about that. The other thing that uh, I think Dave Wanstead alluded to, think about how quickly Patrick Mahomes got rid of the football. The best way to – to negate a fierce pass rush isn't always with good blockers. You can do it with scheme as well. And he did not hold on to the ball longer than he needed to. And he, those quick releases, they can stop you from getting sacked. They can stop you from getting pressured. It also requires a quarterback able to process quickly. And we're talking about Mahomes. So I, I think that when you talk about who the Eagles have played to this point, how prepared they were, all those things <laughs> – all those things are mitigated by the fact you're playing the best quarterback in the NFL. I just think that the, it's such a great advantage and yeah. it's such a different argument. It changes every factor and it maybe dispels every bit of logic. It's it's the same similar types of things that we talked about in the way that we talked about them when Michael Jordan was. I know it's a different sport, but yeah. it just reminds me of those kind of arguments. Everything worked up until you played Jordan. Everything worked up until you played Mahomes. Right? Yeah, I suppose. I, I just, again, I think the the Chiefs played flawless in the second half of that game, and they had to because they were trailing at halftime. The, the, um, the Eagles just made very few mistakes, but you'd have to say the coverage of the punt was a mistake. You'd have to say the fumble that bounced off his foot was a mistake. You'd have to say that the um, – the, um, you know, the, at the the hold, if indeed that was a hold. Now you think that was an officiating mistake? It was a mistake. I, I, I don't. I don't know that it was an officiating mistake. Yeah, I, it, because a mistake implies that they got something wrong. My only thing is, my opinion is that in that situation, I would be okay with letting the players right. be a little bit more physical. I would have. I would have probably not called a penalty in that situation because I would have wanted the outcome to be determined Swallow by the players. Swallow the whistle at the end of the game. Yes. It's interesting. Because it's the, that wasn't, to that, me, egregious. Did you think the Dallas Goddard play where he was juggling the ball and got his left foot in? Great catch. Do you think that was a catch? Yes. 
See, I thought that he was I, – I thought he did not have control of the ball, and I thought he only had one it's a fair opinion. Put in. Mine, just mine's saying, just as fair. But the thing is – I'm, I'm well, just saying that the, a lot of those calls are 50-50 calls that, that, that go play, one way or though, another. Uh, the, yep. the, the great debate that is – it spans all generations. We still don't know what a catch is in the National Football League, and we didn't 25 years That's ago. A great point. And we won't I in 25 agree. years. No. It is the ongoing – evergreen topic because what is a catch what isn't a catch Goddard I thought came down with it and he dragged the toe and he had possession what a catch what a throw what a throw yeah. by Jalen Hurts yeah I agree I, I, and I mean we talked about the other one he threw one down the field to like the five yard line and the guy dives gets his hands on the ball would have been a great catch but doesn't make it, it you if you're going to win in the Super Bowl you gotta make that catch just yeah. a missed – it was a missed opportunity. A.J. Brown would have made that catch. A.J. Brown would totally have made that catch. Yeah, I think – was that uh, was that, that was Pascal? Benjamin, right? Who – Benjamin. Or was that, was that Pascal or was it uh, Watkins that didn't come down with that? Oh, it was, Wat- it was Watkins. Watkins, yes. maybe. Yeah. Yes. That would – yeah, I think uh, that was the play you're talking about. Yeah. And it would have been a great catch, but it's a Super Bowl. That would have been a highlight reel catch. That would have been historic. It would have been – Captured forever and played uh, on, a, on a screen in Canton if he would have made that catch. Because those are the kinds of things that happen during Super Bowls. A.J. Brown's catch was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And that was a throw that Jalen Hurts just did on faith. He put it to a spot that he hoped A.J. Brown would get to. And he did. And he did. And that's what you do. That's what you have to – that's why he's a great receiver. Because you, you you do that if you, you have AJ Brown. Play. Well, that's why I'm saying you don't do that if you have Chase Claypool. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh no. Well, here. maybe uh, maybe you do, but I, not Wait this year. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. My point is not to be unfair <laughs> just, or unkind. It's to be you make the, you get a guy like that. Your quarterback already becomes improves his completion percentage by how many percentage points? Enough. I agree. I agree. I think the thing to remember with the Claypool trade as one example, with the Super Bowl as another example, is that in the NFL, there are a thousand decisions to make, and you're going to get some of them wrong. There are a thousand plays to be made. You're going to get some of them wrong. And it's who can overcome that, right? So if, if the Claypool thing was, was a mistake, if you come to that conclusion, get over it because it's done and there's no reversing it, and if you were taken, you were taken, but you still have the guy, and we'll see what happens. You don't overreact to it. These, these you know, guys building a football team have so many decisions to make that you're going to have a couple of them that go awry, and you just got to be able to balance it and move past it. And, and look at the Eagles getting into the Super Bowl, right? They had the quarterback. They made a mistake. They traded the quarterback, and they had a guy that they drafted in the second round, and now, because he's a second-round pick, he's got a four-year deal, so you're going to have to pay him earlier, but you got to a Super Bowl. And the guy has developed into a franchise quarterback. So I think there's a, there's, it's just the nature of the business that you're going to – it's really hard to play a You're going to make game. mistakes. There, there's no doubt about mistakes. that. you got to overcome them. And I'm not willing yet to call the Chase Claypool trade a mistake. I, I it's still trending think, poorly. Well, it started poorly. That, it's yeah. trending that direction. Trend right. it, it is not a, a big sample size no, to look at either. I agree. And I, I agree. think it would be an overreaction to say that is uh, a negative right now. Right now, again, it's not looking like 
he has not had a good start, but that doesn't mean he can't have a great offseason and have a productive 2023. I agree. Especially if you get a guy who commands more attention than he will, and he's more of a complimentary piece and maybe the number one target overall. That's what you need in your passing game. You need multiple receivers that can be downfield threats like the Eagles had, like the Chiefs certainly have. And I think with uh, Chase Claypool, he's going into a contract year. So we should see the best of him. And I'm not saying that that he, because he wasn't in a contract year, he didn't give his best or whatever it might be. But he will have time to acclimate to his new offense, and he knows that his future is riding on his performance this season. So I would imagine, I kind of like guys in that situation, we'll find out one way or another how good he is. You know, speaking of receivers, the thing that I had a hard time, if there's, not hard time, I'm overstating that, but did you see where Amir Smith-Marset now gets a Super Bowl ring? He is a Super Bowl champion. Sabotaged the Bears season. Well, contributed to it. Uh, got cut. He fumbled his way out of Chicago, landed on his feet in Kansas City, and now he's going to be sized for a Super Bowl ring in a parade tomorrow celebrating a Super Bowl title. That's a good year. Well, I, That's a bounce-back I mean, year. But Come on. I'm just saying. You know, you, you bring guys like that in. You try it, it doesn't work out, and you move on. That's, I mean, you know, they traded a draft pick for Nikhil Harry, right? Didn't they give up a seventh-round pick? Yes, Wouldn't they did. Wouldn't you rather have that draft pick right now than him? I would rather have Kadarius Toney than Nikhil well, Harry. We talk about guys who were looking for new homes after being disappointments to the teams that drafted them high. You know, what that, a that, That's the difference that between the Chiefs and yeah. the Bears right there, in a nutshell. They take a flyer on a guy like uh, – Tony, and look what he does. He makes history in the Super Bowl. And the Bears go out and try to get Nikhil Harry, and I'm not quite sure what he did this year. But, I mean, Smith-Marset, same thing, right? You just took a flyer on a guy, and he couldn't play. So you, you took a flyer on a guy, but you put him in a high-leverage situation. You knew he was going to probably disappoint you. That's how, how did he? But how is that his fault? You fumbled his way out of town. You're mad know, at him about know, that. I'm I just know, saying. It's like okay. they, they went with a lot of sub- optimal players and that's what they got out of it yeah so, I, I know I, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and maybe we should get into this after the break but I, I, I he was saying to me that you know the culture change was important for the bear and I was kind of like wait a minute like so the the hits uh anagram what, what are you saying that they played their best because of that they lost more games than any team in the league. They went three and fourteen. Are you saying they'd have gone over had it not been for the culture change? No, what he's saying and what people like that are saying, I believe, when they're referencing the culture change or the the, the positive things about the culture change, is that it's regardless of the of the one loss record. That you're looking at a team that are they disciplined? Do they exert effort? Are they focused? Do they you know, give you everything they've got for four quarters. The Bears did, for the most part. They were a good effort team. I know you're not impressed by that, and you're always evaluated by your one-loss record, but that wasn't the case this year in Chicago. You can't just change the rules because we weren't – we were, but I think not everybody was looking at pass-fail, whether or not they won or lost, on a Sunday. You're looking for traits, you're looking at the bottom line, and you're looking at the big picture. They won in a typhoon against a team that was significantly better than them as it turned out, yeah. okay? 
They beat Houston. Legitimate win. Explain how they went into New England and won that game. That's the aberration of the whole thing. That's a good question. That was the last game they won, October 24th. Yeah. Then wow. They traded the team away. October Three, 24th. That's crazy. 312-644-6767. Molly and Hall on the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. We got a lot of people want to check in. 312-644-6767. We'll start with Pat. Pat's on the road. Hey, Pat. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, so listen, I was listening to your conversation earlier this morning about Mahomes and his greatness and the relationship with uh Andy Reid. And and I agree with all that, but I wanted to take the uh conversation in another direction you know with with the tight end with Travis Kelsey I think his relationship with Kelsey and just that bond that they've had um and it had me thinking again also too about uh Brady's career and I was thinking about Brady and Gronk so obviously we know Brady won seven rings he won three before Gronk and then he won four with Gronk three in New England and one obviously in Tampa um my question for you guys is do you think Brady still would have won those four rings without Gronk, and the second question is with Mahomes and Kelsey, and I would even argue that his relationship with Kelsey is right up there or maybe a little bit more important than um, than, than Reed just because, you know, the tight end position has kind of gone away, I feel like, a little bit in the NFL. We don't see a lot of great tight ends anymore, and obviously I'm almost 34, and Gronk and Kelsey are the two best tight ends I've ever seen, and they're arguably the most dominant tight ends I've ever played, so my second question um, pertaining to your guys' conversation, um, do you think over these last four years, making it to the Super Bowl three times, going 2-1, and one, do you think Mahomes still does that without Gronk? And if you plug in another, any other tight end in the league, you know, um, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. It's a good question. I don't think you can answer it. Everyone's going to have an opinion, so it's not definitive in, in your answer. My, my thought would be that, Travis Kelsey's ideal for Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know that another tight end would have made the Chiefs' offense as dangerous as it is, but somehow I think Patrick Mahomes would have found a way. And I, with due respect, it's impossible to answer the Brady-Gronk connection, but, you you know, they're, it, it wasn't one-dimensional. It wasn't like this is, the com- this is the best combination in football, but it, I think Patrick Mahomes would have found a way to use other receivers and other ways – with Andy Reid to scheme them open. Okay, I, I got a bunch of thoughts on this because if you go back and remember Gronk in New England, they had Gronk, then they had Aaron Hernandez. And that, that I mean, I know no one wants to remember that because and he's he a was great. And a, he was a great, that they, they changed, they had the double tight end thing. And for a while, that was like a really successful kind of quirk in their offense. But I think that Hernandez and his, uh, ability in that offense made Gronk better, made Gronk more serious. You know, it wasn't just the kind of party boy tight end. Well, it's competition. It, it was it was a wonderful thing. It was great. They they brought out the best in each other on the field. Right, but but I think that um, Travis Kelsey really bothered me in the post game. I got to tell you, like everybody I know picked either Buffalo or Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. or to, This idea that somehow they were the outsiders and either. no one believed in them. I don't get it either. Cheapest 
dumbest, uh, it, you know. He's taken the Cincinnati mayor thing to an extreme. Ju- what a joke. And there, there aren't there was, as many there, doubters there was, as he wants us to believe there, there was were. No one. No one thought that Kansas City was awful. They lost their wide receiver, and there was probably a belief that maybe they were going to struggle a little bit to figure it out. But I think everyone knew how good they were on offense. Yeah, nobody looks at the Chiefs and say, poor no, little Chiefs, everybody a, doubts them. Why, what is he doing? Is that really – does he need that to motivate him? And, and as, our, as for the, the, the phone call, back to that for a second. Yes. He's 34 years old, with due respect, and I think that Gronk and Travis Kelsey, in your lifetime, you can make that statement. But Kellen Winslow and Tony Gonzalez, Great tight end. those are guys who you go back, and you, you know, somebody of a certain age could go even deeper. Dave Casper. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka, Hall of, of course. Famer, my friend. All right here in Chicago. So I think, yeah, every era has guys that stand out, and certainly Kelsey and Gronk are the two greatest tight, tight ends of this era. Dustin, what are you waving about? What did well, you we were say? talking about the why you, why Kelsey said what he said. I think part of it was over the course of the the two, the two weeks of of the hype to get to that game, everything was about the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes' ankles not good enough. The defense isn't good enough. The offensive line's not good enough. The spread started yes. Chiefs minus two and a half. Yes, and it completely went to, a one eighty. Yeah, the Eagles minus two and a half. Every oh, guy I mean, on the four letter network, the three letter network, Eagles, 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 oh, Eagles. I know. David I know. Haw, Dave Wanstead, Eagles, Eagles. Okay, you know that blood, like, that's the problem. I that's where up. that comes I from. The Chiefs. I, I the am Chiefs definitely part head, part heart. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you, Brandon. 31-27. Come on. <laughs> you know, don't, you don't have to play the long-forgotten memory of my September 8th pick. Of- All right, I got the uh, the Eagles will beat the Niners. A couple of teams that didn't win divisions Correct. I picked. So I got the Chiefs beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That's I, before the year began. I gave you credit yesterday. I did. It. We took we took the and I, Dustin, you victory know lap for you. I had a friend who laid some serious cabbage on the Eagles, and I I was just I just said to him, "That's a lot of money. Be careful because the line moved so dramatically. I don't like that." And then I'm sitting there watching the Fox guys, and every single one of them took the Eagles. And I thought, if I if I were not already inclined, I might go wager on the Chiefs because there's no way. Every one of them. I mean, I it was like Sean that Payton was a kiss of death. by 10, by 7. They went through the list of You're everybody. answering the question. This is why. Oh, but I mean. What but, do you mean? I don't think he was watching the pregame. <laughs> Dustin, he was out he, on the uh, field. They they hear about it. They know about it. But, People are te- well, they're getting a text the from their year best began, friend. Everybody on no, Fox. Nobody begrudges any. Eagles. Professional athletes have to find their motivation wherever they can find it. I, I get that. But nobody likes somebody who says, I told you so as loudly as Travis Kelsey said, I told you so. Well, Chiefs fans do. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy Hottaby. You notice he threw in a we? He did. He he did. David said that before Tommy came on. He's like, oh, he's the biggest Chiefs fan in the world. You know, he uses we. He uses his pronouns. <laughs> when he says, when Chiefs. Tommy Hottaby says we, I think he's talking about him and Kyle Hendricks and David Ross. Because he's part of that we. Yeah, I know. He's, he's part of the Cubs. So yeah, he's he can part say of the Cubs. With the Cubs and he, right. Definitely. That's what I mean. He's part of the we. But yeah. when he says we in context of the football conversation, that's he thinks the fandom. That, he's that's like the fandom. assistant quarterback coach. That's he, right. he would gladly trade places with Matt Nagy for a day.
Boy, no one would want to see what happens to the Cubs pitching staff oh my if that gosh. were to take place. Can you imagine that? No. No. We're going to try a seven-man rotation this week. Willie is on the north side. Hey, Willie. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. Listening to the score has taught me, particularly listening to Dustin, to be honest, has taught me to watch football differently. Instead of just watching the ball, that Super Bowl, I've watched the defense really closely. And Kansas City's discipline impressed me to no end. Every time Jalen Hurts ran and he got close to the sidelines, I saw a defensive player either pull up, stop, or go beyond him. Not one time did they hit him out of bounds. Not one time did they even get close to hitting him out of bounds. They had very few penalties. They stayed still on the line. I was ne- Talk about a well-coached defense. That was a well-coached defense. They may not have great talent. They gave up a lot of points in that first half. But when the second half came around, they were even more disciplined. That's what I'm looking for in the Bears. Can we please find somebody who can give them that type of discipline? They did not hit that guy one time. Willie, I love your perspective, and I love the fact you're giving Dustin props. But I will say this. The Bears' issue, I don't believe, Willie, not so much. <laughs> was was a lack of discipline. I, I think that defensively, you could point out the lack the, of talent. They weren't penalized heavily. They didn't have a lot of personal foul or unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. If it was a lack of talent, not discipline, you need that moving forward. I hope it, it, they continue to make that a point of emphasis. But I didn't look at the Chiefs necessarily as an example the Bears should follow in terms of discipline. I think that they're probably you – know, why, why, uh, we, we've seen examples in the postseason of late hits costing teams badly. Yes, yes. So that's the, that's, San Francisco. The, that's the comp, but it's not so much the Bears. Let me tell you something. I mean, what was incredible to me is the best hit of the game was Kansas City on – was it Miles Sanders – that that guy came up and cleaned him out. It was like whoa, yeah. I mean, it was just a monster hit. I think it was the safety came up. Chauncey Gardner. Wow, yeah, was that a big? I, I time think hit. that. Well, that that he was just that guy's. He plays in a. He gets to the ball in a bad mood. Yeah, you gotta like that. That's good yeah, football. you do like that. All right, all right. We've got to uh, we got to get to Dan and Lawrence. I'm sorry. One more point I want to make real Please. quick. It got overlooked. This is something we'll talk about tomorrow and maybe in a pick six question, whatever. What's going on with the Notre Dame football coaching staff is very interesting and deserves your attention. Marcus Freeman is trying to hire an offensive coordinator to replace Tommy Reese, who went to Alabama. Yes. Andy Ludwig from Utah turned the job down or it ended up being uh, something they couldn't work out because of a contract situation. They could not get uh, agreed to the terms of a buyout. He was on campus. He was actually – went to a hockey game with Marcus Freeman. They're still looking for an offensive coordinator. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Klein at Kansas State turned the job down, apparently, or was out of the running. It's the Notre Dame offensive coordinator job. And no one wants it. And nobody wants it. And then, oh, by the way, during the Super Bowl, Notre Dame issued a press release. During the Super Bowl. During the Super Bowl. News dump. Offensive line coach Harry Heastand, who we know well in Chicago, yeah. Yep. Has done a great job at Notre Dame. Yep. Has first round draft pick after first round draft pick. He he's retiring 
at 64 years old. He's leaving the program. He retired during the Super Bowl? They announced it on Super Bowl Sunday. Boy. That, to me, is like an oddly timed announcement on the heels of some really interesting, curious news. I don't know what's going on with the Notre Dame football staff, but I'll tell you what, I want to find out. Yeah, I I think that's worthy of investigation. Um, I worry for Marcus Freeman. Because it's a big year for him. It's a big year. They year you know, two is when you want to see growth from him right, as right. much as anything. So now he's doing it without his right hand man and Tommy Reese. He came, he came in. He took that job. They lost the bowl game. Right. Just being honest about what happened. You're, you're true. Then he it's comes right, back. Right. He comes back, and they are. Everyone's thinking, were they not rated like fifth in the nation before the season? People thought they were going to be good, and they struggled. They fell short of expectations. And they they definitely lost. Definitely fell short of home expectations. games. You can't lose. Yes. you can't lose the Marshall. I'm no, sorry. you cannot. And if you do, you have to have a bounce back year. And if you have a bounce back year, you're going to rely on your coaching staff. You got to do more than recruit. Yeah. Wow. So it's a big off season for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame as well. Holy cow! Not going on there. What are, what are people turning down Notre Dame for? That's a good crazy. question. It's, uh, it's a good question. You're worried that you're not going to have job security? Is that it? It's not because of the snow. It hasn't snowed that much this winter in South Bend. The South Bend winters aren't that bad. Mike Bray's complaining about him, But you know what? It's been pretty mild winter. Guy, the guy might have found a way out, only they dragged him to a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? All right. I'm sorry. Just joking. Uh, we've got Dan and Lawrence next. It's Molly and Hall on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.